0: Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian
1: Contractor Podcast.
0: A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie.
1: Three tips to win in marketing as a residential contractor with TJ Murphy. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where our mission is to help Christian contractors turn their business into their ministry and scale it in the name of God with biblical principles and righteous marketing so that they can be a light in the darkness. Marketing doesn't have to be hard. You just need the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in. I'm super excited to have with me TJ Murphy of Height Digital Bend, Oregon with me today. TJ, welcome and thank you for being here, my man.
0: Dude, Brandon, thanks for having me, man. Excited to shine some light. Let's do this.
1: Yes, yes. Last time I remember us uh, being face to face was Costa Rica. Dude. Man, what a
0: time we had. It was so awesome.
1: Man, that was legit. We had an awesome uh, conference that Height Digital put on uh the commitment summit Oh man amazing speakers damon john kevin harrington we have willie willie robertson jesse itzler man we were taking we were taking ice baths with jesse itzler like what dude it was insane
0: yeah. it was insane and we'll be heading back there in in a few months right, dude
1: already booked just uh count down the days right
0: definitely man definitely
1: dude. sweet well uh before we jump in before we jump into the golden nuggets for our listeners for our viewers because they're they're chopping at the bit like what what are the three tips i want to know but before we jump into that i want to get a little background of who you are tj why should we be listening to you tell us a little background on yourself and uh go from there
0: yeah man let's let's start with the story and then we'll we'll drop some of those golden nuggets so You know, growing up, I grew up in a a small town here in Oregon called Ashland. And, you know, my family, my dad was a forestry guy, wildland firefighting. My mom worked at the hospital. I never really had any thoughts or or dreams about starting my own business. I kind of skated through high school. I always got good grades. I was an athlete, but I didn't care that much. I was mostly focused on my friendships and, and my family and, you know, just kind of followed in the guidance of my parents. They wanted me to go off to college. I went off to college and, you know, again, still had no aspirations of, of starting a marketing agency or, or anything like that. I got a business degree and, you know, again, just kind of did the bare minimum. I wasn't I wasn't a high achiever at that point in my life and, you know, still still did fine, but, you know, held me back in some ways. So it wasn't until I graduated, that I kind of started down this path of becoming an entrepreneur. And my wife, girlfriend at the time, she moved down to the Bay Area down to Berkeley, California to work at a startup. She got a job offer. It was awesome. She was really excited about it. She moved down there and I decided I was gonna follow her down once I finished up school because I was one term behind her. So I did that. And my, my aspiration at the time was to become a marketing consultant. I wanted to work for one of these big marketing consulting firms down in the city and start a career that, that would ultimately set us up for a life of success and wealth and all that good stuff. But come to find out, you know, what you learn in business school, especially when it comes to applicable marketing skills, a little bit behind the times. So, you know, I'm, I'm going into interviews, I'm going in dropping off resumes to all these places. And, it was crickets, man. <laughs> it was crickets in the beginning. So, I, I struggled through that for a few months. I was pouring beers at a tap house, meanwhile, to to pay the bills, and ultimately caught a break working for a big property management company. So, I didn't get the consulting job I was going for, but I took it. And I was the marketing intern at first, and then ultimately became the marketing manager for this big uh, shopping center in Alameda, California. We had about. 120 tenants that were, you know, like your big department stores, but also a ton of small businesses. So mom and pop shops, all kinds of services. And I was the lead guy for the whole property doing all the media buying all the TV, radio event planning, social media advertising, search engine marketing for the actual property. But then all of the especially the small business owners would come to me with all their marketing questions. So this really planted a seed and I was, I was young. I was learning all this stuff on the fly, but ultimately this gave me a good foundation of marketing skills that I'm able to apply today. But the, the problem was this job wasn't paying well. It was extremely long hours. I was getting burned out and my wife and I really came to find out. We just didn't love living in the city. We both grew up in small town, Ashland, Oregon. I live here in Bend, Oregon now where I get. Access to all my favorite hobbies, mountain biking, skiing, backpacking, paddleboarding. All that stuff was hard to do living in the city. And so we came to this point where we committed to each other. We were like, all right, we're getting out of here. We're quitting these jobs and we're going to go travel. And we wanted to travel for at least a year. That was our goal. But we needed the money to do it. So we saved up, grinded out these jobs for another I think it was like nine months. And we got to a point where our our bank accounts had enough in it to the point where we were comfortable to say, all right, let's put in those two weeks. And we bought one-way tickets to Bali, Indonesia, and set off in this grand adventure that ultimately was 14 months, 14 countries, all through Asia. And during that time, I was meeting all of these digital nomads, all these people working from their computers, starting and scaling businesses while they were traveling the world, having amazing experiences. So I listened, I I really looked up to a lot of these guys and I was like, how can I do this guys and girls? Um, How can I do this for myself? Like what, what can I do to start a business that'll give me the location independence, the freedom, the ability to travel and also help people no matter where I am in the world. And so I fell back on these skills that I'd acquired working with small business owners. And I decided I'm going to start a marketing agency. I'm going to start by working with businesses in my community back home in Oregon where I've got good connections. And so while we were traveling, I picked up my first few clients. I was basically able to like subsidize our entire trip through the money I was earning doing social media advertising, some SEO work, and just consulting with a few businesses back in Ashland where I grew up. And that was awesome. So when when I got home, when the trip finally came to an end, I decided I'm not going back to submitting resumes and and begging for a job. I'm going to build this thing and and ultimately create my own opportunities where I can serve people anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, and build a business that'll be able to provide and support my family. So that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, Originally with my first company, eThrive Marketing, and then merged and partnered up with height digital about a
1: year ago and we've just been rocking and rolling ever since that's awesome man wow thank you for that intro and uh i am very interested to learn more about yeah your journey traveling around uh definitely definitely want to dive into that uh we'll we'll definitely wrap more about it Uh, i'm sure when we meet up in costa rica again i mean we have our mastermind potentially here in december are you planning on going to that
0: yeah, dude. I think we'll we'll be linking up in in Dallas right. here in a month or so. It's going to be we fun. We have some
1: accountability that we got to we're going to have to check on. Remember that conversation? Yeah, we
0: we we have some things to check on. Yeah, yeah. That podcast was one of them, so that one's Boom. that one's checked off the list, but the other is just showing up to this mastermind, so. Nice, dude. Got to follow through, man.
1: Awesome. Okay, so for our for our contractors listening in right now, um let's get some gold nuggets. They're chomping at the bit, they're listening, you know, they're in this community. Um you know, we have hearts out to serve them, so let's serve them. Um, let's give them some gold nuggets, a little some aha, some aha moments, some perspective shifts. That's what this is all about. Um, and so number one, how do you hone in on your ideal target audience?
0: Yeah, so I think you know with the clients that we work with and what I see all too often when it comes to marketing for, residential contracting companies is is there's this blind spot. Companies don't necessarily know who their target, target audience is, which inevitably leads to not knowing how to target the right people. And it's easy to say that your target audience is middle to high income households living in Bend, Oregon, but we've found it's essential to go much deeper than this. You want to treat your best customers like you would treat your best friends and get to know what really makes them tick. So there's a few questions that, you know, we really guide every client, every business owner, residential contractor or not to think about when it comes to their ideal customer and who their target audience should be. So first off is looking at yourself, like what problems do you solve? What services are most profitable to you? What are your customers challenges and and pain points when it comes to those most profitable services and what are they actually searching for? the most online. And so with that, that leads us down kind of the research path. We wanna figure out using tools like even Google's related searches, which is just when you type something in on Google, you go down to the bottom to see what Google's saying other people are searching for that's relevant to that topic. And so that's a good way to see all the variations of things that you might not be thinking about and that your website might not be really talking about that people are looking for when they're looking for your most profitable service. Mm. And there's other great tools out there as well. I love keywords everywhere, which lets you see the search volume and more suggested searches based on any specific keyword or Uber suggest there's, there's lots of good ones out there. So doing your research, finding out what people are looking for when they're searching for your most profitable service. Mm And then from there, number two, I would say, what are the neighborhoods? If you're a local, contracting company, what neighborhoods or zip codes are you getting your most profitable customers from? Mm. And if you don't have the data around that, it's time to start collecting it. And I'm sure we're going to get deeper into the data conversation here in a second, but you got to figure out what those most profitable areas are, because those are things that we can start to tap into. What are other neighborhoods? What are other zip codes similar to those that you haven't tapped into yet. Mm, So mm. getting in there, analyzing the data, looking at your past marketing efforts to really figure out what those most profitable services are and any customer insights that you have are super valuable for this. Mm. Um, And that's gonna allow you to really target the right audience and maximize the ROI from your marketing budget. Mm. And then even deeper, like are are your clients typically married? Who's the decision maker? when it comes to ultimately signing off on that invoice. You know, is is it the wife? Is it the husband? So understanding that entire customer journey and who you need to speak to at each stage is essential. Mm. And those those things should be articulated clearly on your website and all of your marketing, you really want to talk to the people that are going to be that decision maker at the end of the day. Mm. And then going even deeper again, like what media are they consuming Mm. if they're on certain social media platforms? Well, that's where we want to be targeting them. You know, are they looking at local media as well? Is there certain publications out there in your town or city that people do trust that you could be tapping into, in addition to all of your digital marketing strategies? Mm. So, you know, really digging into where they're spending the most time online, you know, are they are they on YouTube? Are they using YouTube videos? Can we be doing some retargeting on YouTube and other things like that to stay top of mind and, and get in front of these people? Mm. And when you can really pinpoint the answers to these questions, you eliminate the guesswork mm. from your marketing strategy. Right. And that's that's where you're going to see the best return on those dollars that you're putting into all of your marketing, investing with your marketing agency, whatever the case may be.
1: Dude, that's Awesome. I'm sure a lot of contractors listening in right now are thinking are feeling a little bit guilty because they're not locked in on making sure to be marketing their most profitable service, the service that they personally, right? We're all different. We're all different humans, we're all different like a thumbprint, we're all different, we're all unique. Like what are we best at doing? What are we most profitable? What do we like doing the most? Are we marketing that service more than other services? And looking up I love that uh, tip on Google related searches lots of lots of Chrome extensions and tools out there to search around um, keywords around that and checking your website checking your landing pages checking your marketing is it speaking to that lock in on that that's huge and then zip codes that's that's uh, that's key we've definitely found that on our end as well is instead of targeting, uh Radius target zip code because if you already got data on that, then that's going to be a huge help, dude. So massive, and I'm sure there's contractors listening listening in right now. I'm like, oh snap, I'm not doing any of that stuff. So to yeah. be an action I taker, mean,
0: the more, more honed in you can get, the better, man. Like especially if you've got if you're like a remodeling contractor and and you've got a client in a specific high net worth neighborhood and you did a killer job you know they're telling all their friends you know their friends are coming in and seeing it Mm. how can you stay top of mind with them and do some really localized advertising whether that's direct mail
1: through digital there's there's lots of opportunity there key key wow okay that's huge so for contractors listening in take some notes write that down audit yourself be an action taker actually step into being uncomfortable because i know it's going to be maybe potentially new territory. Oh, you got a pencil in your schedule. Just do it, right? Just do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, so number two, gold nugget, boom, let's hit this, is if a contractor has a limited marketing budget, how can they best leverage it to grow? Yeah, it's a great question. So we always
0: start out by asking our clients, what is working effectively today? Because... If there is something that's working effectively, we want to look deeply into that. And more than likely, we're going to double down on that before investing in all the other shiny objects that are out there. John Capozzi says it's better to dig where the gold is unless you're just needing some exercise. We, We don't want to work for the sake of work. We don't want to try new things if we already know we've got a proven system that's working well. So, you know, more often than not, our clients want to unlock that that secret sauce the new shiny strategy they haven't tapped into yet when in fact you know more often than not the best use of their marketing dollars is to optimize and improve what is already working well so we'll start by examining and again this is super reliant on having good data but we want to determine where did you invest in your marketing over the past year two years what brought you the greatest ROI? What, you know, is there room to scale that up by adding more budget or finding similar strategies or channels to tap into? Or can we, you know, just optimize that messaging? Can we make what is already working well better? And then once we've exhausted that, then we're going to look at new strategies. Um, And then I'd say another opportunity for residential contracting companies with, with a limited budget is to really just, Focus in on selling and generating more revenue from your existing and past customer base. So take some time to really review where things stand today and ask yourself, what opportunities do you have to upsell or to cross sell? Is your sales team actually closing at an optimal rate? Are you listening to those sales calls and training people up where they need it? Or are you just kind of going with, what's happening and and have no sense of of how people are doing when it comes to their closing rate or anything like that because if you're not investing in your team's growth, that's that's leaving money on the table. If you could close, you know, even 2, 3%, 5% more deals each month per salesperson, that's going to have a huge impact on your bottom line at the end of the year. So, and then, you know, on top of that, just when are you communicating with your customers after the deal is done? Are you doing Email? Are you doing direct mail? Are you checking in on them? You know, if it's a project that was a little more involved, whether it's a remodel or, you know, even a roof, like checking back in in a couple weeks and and seeing how they're doing. Is everything holding up? Okay. Even stopping in to inspect your work, if that's something you have the time for, like all those little things are going to go an extra long way in making sure that that customer remembers you. Because more often than not, once the the job's done, a couple weeks later, they're not thinking about you anymore. But if they have this amazing white glove experience where you really went above and beyond, now that's where you're going to be able to get their business again and again and again. And they're going to tell their neighbors, they're going to tell their friends, they're going to tell their family that you're the person to call. So that's huge. And if you've provided that great experience the first time, these are gonna be your best source. These customers are gonna be your best source of new revenue, so. Huge,
1: huge. So for contractors that have limited marketing budget, how can they best leverage is number one is to double down on what's working, resist the urge to have the shiny object syndrome and optimize water, water, uh, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Water, the grass (laughs) you're already standing on, optimize, make your grass greener. Um, and, uh, number two is, you know, tap into that existing customer base. You paid a lot of money for those leads, you know, that haven't ever answered, get them on uh smile and dial, you know, reach out, connect yep. to them. Obviously exist people that have, uh, actually invested in your, in your offering in the past, reach out to them and see, Hey, do you have a uh, Maybe you have an investment property. Maybe you have a friend that needs something. Maybe they have, you know, X, Y, Z, Airbnb. Everyone's getting in the Airbnb yeah. business now. Maybe they got an Airbnb. You gotta ask the right questions. Right? And just tap into that. There's a probably a gold mine. And I love that. I, I wrote that down big time. I'm like, I need permission to use that one, dude. Dig where the gold is unless you just need some exercise. Yeah, man. Dude. It's, it's true.
0: I mean, more effective marketing isn't always about chasing the latest technology trends. And like you said, those shiny objects, which, gosh, we know there are so many out there. There's a lot of noise. But... If instead you can just figure out what's working well, optimize those efforts and really focus on communicating well with your customers long after the job is done, mm. yeah, that's that's going to yield results if you can do it well and, and consistently.
1: And invest in your team's growth. So that's another big one. If you can increase that sales percentage, uh, if you can increase the closing rate, then yeah, that's exponential growth uh that you can create in your business so those are huge and for contractors listening in right now you know audit yourself once again just like a lot of these things is like oh yeah 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 well are you doing it are you doing it like that's the bottom line is like these are these are meant to be uh reminders to tell you get up off your butt and get in there and start making some changes so that's huge take notes implement be an action taker and number three If you could help your clients all accomplish one thing, what would it be? All right. So
0: this this is where we really get into, I think, the crux of it all, which is helping them to understand where they currently are and what the data is telling them. Data is everything when it comes to marketing, guys. So whenever I meet with a business owner, whether – they're exploring becoming a client of ours or just have questions about marketing their business. They're, they're overwhelmed by all the shiny objects that are out there. My goal is to uncover where they are now and where they want to go because only then can we build the bridge between the two and I can give them proper guidance. So the process really starts with analyzing. The questions and, and considerations that i have already talked about and deciphering where what the data is telling us and if you don't have the data putting in the right systems to be able to capture it because without that it's hard to lay the foundation for any effective marketing so the goal here is to eliminate the guesswork if, if you know where every dollar you're putting in it's bringing back 3x 4x 5x roi that's going to allow you to really sit down with your team or with your marketing partner and say, okay, we can see what's working well. It's it's Facebook ads. We're getting a 5x return. It's the SEO that we've been investing in for the past year that's now taking off and we're seeing an amazing return on our organic traffic or maybe something else entirely. But if you don't have those numbers, you're just throwing paint on the wall and hoping that something's going to stick. So we need clarity on all of the numbers and then where you want to go so that we can develop an action plan for reaching your ideal customers and getting to your growth goals. So, you know, the few things is just looking at what the data is saying. If, if you don't have good data, making sure that you've got analytics set up, you've got a way to track where your leads are coming from, and you've got a CRM to follow them all the way through the customer journey. And, and making sure that you've got the right touch points in place throughout that journey. Um,
1: Key, key, understanding where you're at, where you want to go. A lot of residential contractors maybe don't, they just, oh, I just want to grow. You know, it's kind of arbitrary. We need to lock it in. Where are we going and really dissect where we are now. So audit yourself. If you're not doing it, take notes, do it, take action. This is your time. That's, There's no such thing as coincidences. You're listening to this right here, right now for a reason. And, uh, next is what are the top three things all businesses need to do in marketing? No exceptions.
0: Hmm. All right. So I would say first and foremost is having clear messaging. So again, going back to once we've looked at the data, once we've seen, okay, these are our most profitable services. This is what people are searching for. These are the decision makers that are ultimately pulling the trigger on the deal. Now we can craft messaging that speaks to those pain points, that speaks to them specifically and making sure that, you know, amidst all of the noise out there, especially online these days, we're telling a story that clearly guides somebody from, okay, they've landed on my site, they have a problem. They know i solved the problem i've shown that i'm the best at solving the problem and now we're just making it an easy transition to taking that next step so i i highly recommend you know a few resources story brand is excellent when it comes to really honing in on the customer journey and positioning them as the hero in the story as opposed to yourself like At the end of the day, they don't care about you. They care about the problem that you can solve. So you're the guide in that process and making sure that all of your marketing messaging is aligned with that from your website to your ads, to your radio scripts, to TV, to print, whatever it may be. You need to really hone in on the right messaging for the right people at the right time in their journey. So that would be number one. Number two would kind of seem like a no brainer at this point, but we see it still all too often is just having a modern mobile optimized site that loads quickly, is easy to navigate and takes people to where they need to go. That's your virtual office. You know, if I walk into my doctor's office and it's hard to open the door, it's slow, it's creaky, it takes me 5 seconds to get in there and then I walk in and it takes, you know, 10 minutes for the receptionist to greet me and there's a broken chair over here, which is like a broken link or something that's misformatted on your site, like kind of an off the cuff analogy here. That's but great. you know, I'm not gonna have the best experience, am I? I'm probably gonna walk out of that doctor's oh, office. That's a great and the analogy. same goes for your website. If, if I'm coming on there and it's not, you know, A, answering my question, or it's just hard for me to take that next step, I'm probably leaving and going down the Google list to your competitor. And so, guys and, and gals out there, if you don't have a great website, it's time to invest because that's, that's not going to go away. Mm. You're always going to need it. That's an asset that continues to grow and feed your business, and you want to make sure that you're setting that up for success. Mm. Um, mm. Number three, I would say that you know there's, there's some things that, that we look at that we think, or some people might think are, are dead when it comes to marketing, and that would be like email. and and even direct mail. But believe it or not, these are not dead. And still, they can be one of the most cost-effective and revenue-generating marketing efforts that any business can make. So again, going back to the data, if you know that you have this neighborhood or this zip code where 50% of your profit came from or your revenue came from last year, well, it's probably not a bad idea to send out some direct mail So that you're planting seeds, especially if you're going hyper-local into a neighborhood where you've done a job and you can talk about that job specifically in the mailer, and you're consistently on a weekly or monthly basis sending this type of stuff, it's inevitable that they're going to see it. And even if it just goes in the recycling bin most of the time, you've still planted a seed. And when they have that need... They're going to think of you because you've been consistent. And if you top that up with good digital marketing, you're touching them on social media through, through some good targeting. They're seeing you when they're looking for services on Google because you have good reviews and good SEO. All these things are going to create synergy and compound together to ultimately ensure that when that person has the need, they're coming to you and not your competitor. And the same goes for email. You know, again, especially after the job is done, You need to stay top of mind with your existing customer base. So when you have something exciting going on in the business, if you've got a special offer, a milestone, you're doing something great in the community, or you're just checking in with like a one-to-one message, you know, those touch points are going to, again, help increase the lifetime value of that customer and could also lead to referrals. You've got to ask for those, by the way. You've got to have a good system in place where when the job is done, you you mentioned to people, hey, you know, if you do have a neighbor that is looking for, you know, this same thing that we just did, you know, you had a great experience. We would appreciate your your trust and recommendation. And also we have this great referral program where we give you X, Y and Z or we enter you into our monthly giveaway to win a cruise or, you know, whatever the case may be. Having some formal incentivized referral program in addition to just being consistent. And having those touch points and following up and providing a great service, all is going to lead to a better bottom line, guys. So those are my three.
1: Mm, Fire, fire. Amazing. Take notes, guys. Audit yourself. Take action. You're here right here. You're right here right now for a reason. Come on. Write it down. Let's go. And last but not least, how has God played a role in your journey? Yeah, so short story for this
0: one. Back when I played high school football, I was very fortunate to have an amazing mentor for a coach named David Kitchell. And before every game, we would pray, but we would also go through this visualization exercise where we would lock hands as brothers in the locker room. And as a team, we would repeat these positive affirmations for how we would win the day. And these would be things like, I will fly to the ball, poise, I will know my assignments. A lot of them were different every week, but all kinds of affirmations that would get our head in the right place to be able to take the field and and perform and, and do what we had practiced to do. So one of the affirmations that we would always use to end this practice were the words, love and care for each other. And this just stuck with me. This became my, my philosophy in life, to love and care for the people around me and to be the commitment of being a beacon of love, of positivity and support in the lives of those around me. And this goes for the people that I'm fortunate to serve in business. This goes for my loved ones, my friends, my family. This goes for the people that I meet on the street. I strive to always be that beacon and, and show up with that positivity, with that love, with that care. And I believe that that is the mission that, that we are here to do in this life, to love and care for each other.
1: Amen, brother. Appreciate that. That's huge. Um, yeah, as soon as, uh, we can flip the script and make it instead of all about us and make it, uh, about serving others is when almost everything just starts to click. It's almost like we were designed to do that, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. So, dude,
0: that's... Maybe. I think, yes. <laughs> I think that's why, why we were put on this planet, is to, to love and care for each other, man. So.
1: Fire, fire. I love it. Amazing, dude. Well, that is... It's been amazing having you, TJ. For you contractors listening in right now, audit yourself, take notes, take action. You're right here, right now for a reason do it and take action implement don't sleep on it because investing time into yourself is the best investment that you can make so you guys let's do it come on dude tj thank you so much for being here i really appreciate you my man you're a rock star where can people find you and connect with you
0: yeah man um you know the social media is facebook instagram you'll find me i am tj murphy there's lots of tj murphy's out there so i had to throw the i am in there uh, LinkedIn should just be able to find me TJ Murphy, and I'm actually going to be launching a podcast like this called Adventurous Entrepreneurs next month, where I'll be exploring the journey and adventures of top performing entrepreneurs like yourself, Brandon, and really teasing out the tactical insights into living a holistic lifestyle mm. that combines business, purpose, and fun in ways that lead to or lead to living a well-rounded life. So if people want to check that out, it'll be launching here around November 1st, uh, 2022. And you can find all the links and everything by visiting adventurousentrepreneurspodcast.com.
1: Man, I am pumped. I definitely will be tuning into that because that sounds amazing. So dude, Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning into the Christian Contractor Podcast. I am Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you are a Christian contractor that wants to scale to seven and even eight figures and beyond, head to go.dreamdesignlabs.com forward slash nine five zero k hyphen thirty days. That's nine hundred fifty k hyphen thirty days, where we teach exactly how we helped a residential contractor generate nine hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue in just. 30 days it's free and i guarantee you'll get great value from the content remember marketing doesn't have to be hard all you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve till next time stay blessed tj thank you so much for being here my man thank you brother this was fun
0: thank you christian contractor family for hanging out with us today let's get out there do great work and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.